What is up guys? Welcome to the third out. We got a new setup for those of you who are watching on video. I guess it's the same setup but a different video angle. Hope you guys enjoy <laughs> this. I think it should work out pretty well. I honestly really like this setup. Now, we got a good episode for you guys today. There's not a lot of news, but we got some big news. And then we have a couple of uh, games and other smaller things to talk about. So, Noah, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Doing pretty good, you know. Monday, so it's always going to be a drag. Yeah. I mean, drinking 300 milligrams of caffeine at 7 o'clock at night might not be the best idea, but one of those days. It'd be great for the podcast. It will be. I'll be juiced up, amped up, ready to go. We've got a good good episode. You know, a lot of stuff that we've ta been talking about throughout the week. So, yeah, it should help. It should help with that. Okay, good. Glad you had, you're ready for this because I went to the dentist today and I am not ready for this. Like, oh, are, are you one of those people that's afraid of the dentist? Uh, not afraid, but I just, it's like a pet peeve of mine. It's like fingernails on a chalkboard when they're just like scraping your teeth, those things. And I, yeah, I could agree with that. super uncomfortable the whole time. Yeah, that is true. Especially, uh, especially when they make your uh, gums bleed with all that crap. Yeah, when it's they like, hit like right close to the gums sometimes. Yeah, like, and then they blame oh. you for not, uh, not flossing. Like you need, really need to floss, you wouldn't bleed as much. I don't know if flossing is really going to help getting uh, poked with pinpoint needles. Yeah repeatedly my gum's not bleeding but whatever they got to get those uh those floss numbers up i guess i guess i mean i have i have clean teeth i still just yeah. I, I, just, I just hate them having to go through that personally yeah, yeah. Right. not fun but yeah pretty good weekend for sports yeah it was a really good weekend for college it, basketball yeah uh we had in a, unc duke right yeah unc duke uh kansas houston uh wisconsin purdue we had a oh uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, so five or six top ten matchups. A lot of fun to watch that. And then the prime time thing this weekend was the uh, NFL Pro Bowl. Okay, so we got to talk about that for a minute. Now, how much of the actual Pro Bowl did you watch? I, so I had to go to church. So I saw, okay, well, this is one problem with the Pro Bowl. I had no idea what time it was on. I knew it was on Sunday. Yeah, it was but I didn't know. Like I just turned on my like I just pulled up YouTube TV like as I was leaving for church, and I was like, oh, there's two minutes left in the first half. <laughs> yeah. And so I watched the last two minutes of the first half. Yes, yeah. I think came on. Think came on. I mean, that's what happens when you play flag football. I think it started at three o'clock. It, it wasn't a bad game. It was kind of electric from what I saw. You know, I don't mind watching the scoring and a bunch of passing plays. Defense wasn't real intense, but like I mean, I think it can't be flag yeah, football. Yeah. I think a lot of the problem that I have with it is the production side of things, though. Well, I think they kind of gave up on that when the fans stopped watching. Yeah. Which, I don't blame them. I probably haven't watched Pro Bowl in 10 years, at least. Yeah. Now, the highlight of Pro Bowl, that, but... yeah, I mean, I'd turn it on every once in a while. The players I, wanted, I would want to watch in it were never... Yeah. playing because they were in the Super Bowl every year. You know, being a You're Patriots, Patriots fan. Yeah. Being a Patriots fan, that was uh, one of the uh, the high points in my childhood. Not so much anymore. Caused a lot of headaches. A lot of frustration. Glad and it balances out. Probably will happen for the next few years. But the highlight of the weekend was the skills challenge. Was it though? I mean, that was probably the most entertaining thing yes, that they put I, on. Okay, I love the skill challenge. Yeah, I Again. love. Yes, I love the idea. I think that, I think that's the only thing that's really keeping that weekend alive. Yeah, but again, I think there's a lot like production problems. First off, like when is it going? It's not. It's not even live. It's like pre-recorded. They put it out on social media, and then it comes out. And like to me, that spoils a lot of it too, because I like yeah. see stuff online. It's like, all right, no, well, I know who's gonna win. You yeah, have the, the points now. Yeah, and it's on TV like three, four times that, that night. Yeah. Like, I turned it on, you texted me about it, and then I was like, hang on, Baker Baker's not even on the field right now. What am I watching? But, who knows? Now, NHL, I don't know if you know this, NHL skills competition was also this weekend. All-Star yeah. game was also this weekend. Oh, yeah, I forgot about NHL All-Star like, weekend. I feel like they do it right. I think NFL could learn a lot of lessons there. Yeah, the NHL, I, I don't... I don't have enough time to watch it throughout the season, but the NHL is probably one of the most electric sporting yeah. events that you can go to, watch on TV. Yeah. The playoffs are a lot of fun. It's up there with MLB baseball yeah. playoffs. 
so. is a super exciting sport. But their skills competition, I feel like they were actual like skills. Like it was oh, fastest yeah. skater, best best handles, you know, hardest yeah. hitting, like best accuracy. Like NFL is just like you want to run through an obstacle course. Yeah, it's like that's can cool. You, can you get the ball in this net? Most time they miss. Yeah. Too. So I, I want some real skill behind it. Yeah, but who knows? But I like I said, I think personally for me it's more production mm -hmm. type stuff. Like the the game go but going back to the game, they didn't have like cool like replays and stuff, like good camera angles. It was just no. kind of that one like far out camera angle the whole time and then they like replay touchdown from like the same thing. Yeah. That was my bigger issue with that. Right. When does NBA come up? That's coming up in a week or two. Yeah, that's coming that's coming up here soon. Yeah, because they, yeah, they, they dropped the rosters a couple weeks ago, or last week, I think. They said today they're playing on a LED course. Yeah, course. that dropped. That's skill competition. I think the whole thing. Or maybe, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I saw something on Twitter that showed a layout of the dunk contest, three-point contest, the all-star game. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. They're they're I really like – as well. they, they know the product's not the best, so they're kind of trying to figure out other ways to bring people involved. Yeah. But that's cool. That was really cool. I saw that. Last thing to go back to, you have anything else for the NBA? No. Okay, NFL, I forgot about this. The best catch, did you see that? I did not, no. Okay, that was an absolute disaster. They isn't, had... Isn't it typically a disaster, though? Not to this level. They had two players. They had Pukunukua and David Njoku. And they're like, all right, go out and like get the best catch possible. You have three attempts to do it. David Njoku didn't even catch his pass in three attempts. Like, it was a super hard, like, he was doing a backflip, and he's trying to catch yeah. it. So, like, he missed it. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, well, now we have to have our live boat to see who wins. Only one of them caught the ball. Yeah. It's like, I feel like you could just, it's not even the hardest thing to just tell all the receivers involved in the Pro Bowl. Like, hey, go out, you got a week. If you win this competition, you get X amount of money. Go out and just film the coolest catch you possibly can. Yeah. And then you have, like, you don't give them, they don't have to do it in three attempts. If you're not doing it live, I don't care if you do it in the first attempt. Yeah, exactly. Go out, make it as cool as possible, and then you have more than two. I don't know. That one was just super odd to me. To have, like, a live vote for best catch and one wasn't even a catch, like, yeah. that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, but, okay. You want to see MLB skills competitions? Yeah, the, I, that's what I was, I was getting ready to say, let's move on. talked in the past about how they need to get... The production of that one up with the yeah. timer and the, like them hitting multiple balls before one lands and not yeah. being able to like see home runs that's a big issue but the game itself is a, mm -hmm. a standalone event yeah so anyway big yeah. skills all-star weekend yeah let, let let's hop into this here yeah all right where do we want to start we got some heavy hitters here at the top and then some uh some non so heavy hitters here at the bottom you want to start at the you want to start with the lesser ones that kind of yeah. move up? Yeah. Now, this is spring training hats. Okay. This is one that I always enjoy seeing the new hats come yeah. out. Sometimes they're really cool. Sometimes they're, eh, they could use some yeah. help. A couple years, yeah, it, it's pretty much hit or miss with those. These ones, I don't really see that much of a difference besides the material that's being used. You got them pulled up? I do not. Okay. But I saw them earlier today. Yeah. I was going to ask you what your favorites were, a couple of the favorites. Um, but, yeah, I think they're – yeah, some of them look really similar to what the team uses. Like, mm -hmm. the Reds and the Angels, it's literally a red hat with their logo. That is their game yeah. hat. Yeah, exactly. Some, like the Dodgers, it's like the same color but like a D. Okay. Yankees is straight up their game hat. Yeah, y Yankees is a game hat. Yeah, big, big difference is the material here. Yeah. There, there's a few that are really cool. Diamondbacks are really cool. The uh, Twins is really cool. The Do I like the Dodgers. Yeah. It's kind of plain, but it's cool. The Cubs. Really Cubs like the, really, really like the Cubs. Uh, I feel like the Royals is also a game hat, although yeah. that's a good Sli game hat. Slight, but. Yeah, slightly different, but yeah. The A's. I'm just not a big... I'm not a big fan of their color scheme. I know you love I do their, like color their color scheme. scheme, but I feel like it would have to be green dominant yellow. Yeah. You can use a lot of yellow, but I need more green. There's there's yellow. too many too many highlighter yellow colors okay. here. Yes, there are. There's like four straight yellow hats. Yes. Now I was gonna ask you, 
Because there are, are the ones that are very basic in their color scheme, and there are a lot that are very non-basic in their color mm -hmm. scheme. I think, personally, the best hats here are the two-tone hats. Mm -hmm. So the one with one color on the top and one, you know, ability of a different color. Because I think that allows you to have a crazy color yeah. and not go too overboard. With it. Like, yeah, like the A's. I, I would like that hat a lot better if it had a green bill. Yeah. Now, the uh, the Pirates one I like. It's simple. Yeah. It's yellow, though. Tampa's is... But look at look at the Brewers if you wanted to yes. know what Pirates would be like with, like, a black bill. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, yeah, the Cubs is that two-tone. That's why I like that one. I think that I I like the Diamondbacks a lot, but mm -hmm. I think that's a lot of teal. I would. Yeah. And I'll, the Tampa. Yeah. Tampa and Seattle. Or excuse me, not Tampa. Sorry. Seattle. I think Seattle might be my favorite here. Yeah. Uh, say, Seattle's is cool. I don't know, my favorite, it's got to be Diamondbacks, I think. I like the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Tigers is cool. Or, you know, Tigers is cool. I was going to ask, what do you think of that Tiger logo? Like the yeah. actual face of the tiger on a hat. I think it's cool. Um, now, I probably would have went two-tone with it. Yeah. Maybe, a, lot of maybe a navy bill. Yeah. But it's not bad. I think it looks it looks cool. Yeah. Now, for the teams like the Reds, the Angels, the Yankees, they don't have an alternative logo to put on yeah. these hats. I think if you're one of those teams, you have to do what the Mets did. Yeah. And get that real nice two-tone or something with it, right? The White Sox kind of failed on this. You just had a gray hat. Like, the Mets looks really nice, but it's still just their classic yeah. blue NM. Yeah. Now, New Era designs these, don't they? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Some good ones. Yeah. That Washington hat, though. Uh, yeah. Is that going to be their new block letter on their hat? I hope not. That is I mean, it's the weird it's the, it's the block letter from their... Block letters from their jerseys. Is that... Oh, I guess it is, isn't it? This is like the only... I mean, you, them and the Yankees are like the only dull-colored thing on here. I was wondering what they were doing with their hats. That would answer it. I don't know. I The, the old W is way better, but you're right, it does fit that, the, like, the jersey font. Yeah, I mean... Interesting. A lot of interesting hats here. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of real simple ones, a lot of cool ones. I mean, it's just, again, like I said earlier, it's hit or miss Yeah. with these. A lot of hits, a lot of misses, a lot of eh. Yeah. Guardians also with a plain red. Nice. Yeah. We'll have to see them in uniform, too, to see if they look any better. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's spring training hats. And then, this is one move that you didn't notice today. Nope. The Yankees trade for a relief pitcher, Caleb Ferguson, there from... Uh, L.A. There's been a lot of relief pitcher movements. Yeah. Um, now, the Yankees have lost a couple guys in the bullpen. Yeah. But they still have, They, I mean, they had one of the best bullpens in the game, and yes. they still are deep. Yeah, they they could afford losing a couple guys. Now, they did lose. I didn't really want to see Peralta yeah. go. He was the one guy I wanted to keep. Goes to uh, San Diego. But, yeah, this isn't bad. He's been a consistent MLB-level re reliever pretty much since he came in. He's had one bad year in 19. But, I mean, even in his bad, bad year, he still averaged 10Ks per nine. Yeah. Uh, so, that's not bad at all. His ERA's pretty consistent. Uh, I think his her career's 3.43. Uh, so, not bad. It's never really been a, you know, that... 19 year was above four. Other than that, it hasn't really been above 3.4 at any point. What's he going to do for this Yankee uh, bullpen? Where's he going to fit in? How about? Uh, yeah, that's the one thing. Not really sure. I'm seeing him in number four right now. Yeah. That wouldn't. I was getting ready to say probably three to five range. Yeah. So that that's your. You know, somebody in the, in the last three innings needs an off day mm -hmm. type guy. Um, Maybe you're losing, but in a close game type guy. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that they could kind of pretty much put in whenever, I think. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of matchup base and stuff like that. But it's a good move. I think it definitely, uh, they needed pitching. It definitely helps out a little bit. Now they need starting pitching. We'll talk about that probably here. Probably about here in the next couple minutes. Yeah. But we got to yeah. go through our division run through soon. Yeah, we gotta, we're going to have to start that. 
here pretty soon. I was like, I think that's like next week or the week after is when that gives us like six weeks before the season. Yeah. Are we doing TikTok series or are we doing episodes? Oh, we do episodes on this. Episode for Division. Not what I thought, but I wasn't sure with yeah. our whole... We hadn't confirmed that. Yeah, we're shuffling around our our preseason stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, so make sure you come back and tune in for those. Not be, Don't look for them on uh, social media. Hey, look at look us up on social media too. Make sure yeah, make sure there. you follow us. Yeah. yeah, it's it's two different sets of content in a lot of ways. Yeah, a lot of Bryson, not a lot of me on social media. Yeah, we're changing that though. It will this summer. It's coming once I graduate school. All right, the big news now. Yeah, Bobby Witt Jr. got an eleven-year extension. Excuse me. Yeah, basically extension, eleven-year contract. Um, I think he's got some player options at the end of that, and then the team has options to get him up to 14 years. But the 11 years is $288 million. This is massive. Yeah, this is huge. Another $300 million shortstop. But unlike the other $300 million shortstops, he's like 22. Yeah, and he got paid. I, he got paid before he would be demanding more, too. Yeah. And we've been seeing this a lot recently. A lot of these guys. I think this is real smart. Or yes, a lot of teams are. I think the Braves started this. Yeah. A lot of other teams are starting to pick up on it. You know, they signed Ozzy, Acuna, all those guys early. So all their teams are like, oh, let, let's start signing these guys earlier. You watch the collapse of like the Royals and yeah. the Cubs and the Nationals, teams that made the World Series had those young cores, and mm -hmm. then they like traded or bought in to win yeah. that World Series, and then it was just like, oh, we're done now. And then the the. You know the well the Astros too the Astros mm -hmm. and the Braves both came along, and had those young cores and they were like they paid kept, them, yeah they paid and, them a little early and I think a lot of teams are learning from that. Um, we'll finish up on Bobby Lippin. I got some stuff to say about the Royals though. <coughs> but yeah, with comparing him to like the other shortstops, we've complained a lot about the other shortstops who were getting yeah. ten year deals and like being thirty. This he's makes 22. a lot more sense to me. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, they're starting to sign these guys earlier. They don't hit free agency, so yeah. they're not going to demand more. All these deals are team-friendly. And it's really being able to – these teams are going to be able to build these teams a whole lot easier without having to worry about, oh, if this guy hits free agency, are yeah. we going to be able to resign him? Are we going to have the cap – or yeah. not the cap space. Are we going to have the money to and all that? You're signing him through his prime, yeah, and you're paying him for his prime rather than paying him because of what he did in his – Prime past tense. Exactly. I don't understand why more teams didn't start doing this earlier. I mean, it only took three, four years for teams to start figuring it out. Yeah. Did we talk about the Orioles' new ownership? No, we have not. Okay. Orioles' new ownership came in, bought the team, was like one and a half billion dollars. Yeah. One point seven, something like that. Something, yeah, something in that ballpark. Essentially, their owner said the only way they can afford to keep their young core is by bringing on new owners. Mm -hmm. So, they're another team that's looking to, to keep that young core. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, and I, they... They've been the big team that I was hoping would do that. Yeah, and they have a lot of people they need to sign. They'll have... I'm sure uh, Jackson Holiday will sign a, a deal like this shortly after yeah. he's called up, if not before. Yeah. Uh, a lot of teams are starting to do that, too. We had... Uh, yeah, the Brewers. Yeah, the Brewers do that this year. I mean, they got Adley... Uh, Gunner. Gunner. They also got to lock up Grayson Rodriguez. If they, yeah, Grayson Rodriguez. They got to keep some pitching, too. Yeah, they got a lot to figure out there. Hopefully that new ownership gets that done. But back to the Royals, though. They have, what is it, 28th, 29th, or 30th worst farm system in baseball. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, like normally the teams that are down there, it's like the Astros are down there. Yeah. And I think the Angels are down there. Yeah, teams that trade sense. prospects to get, yeah. get players. Yeah. What are, the, what are they doing down there? And they've been down there for a while. And they've been bad for a while. Yeah, I mean, what was the last... I mean, they had the World Series in, what, 2015? Yeah. They may, maybe made the playoff once since then. Yeah, so there's no reason for the for this team to be that bad. Yeah. The farm system to be that bad. And the pro team to be that bad. They need to reevaluate what they're drafting, what they're doing there, I think. that that's. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a matter of the guys are getting there's obviously a cultural thing going on there yeah gotta be so yeah back to the orioles though yeah biggest piece of news yeah burns burns goes to the orioles it was finally the offseason he was traded yep 
He's been disgruntled for a while, haven't figured it out. But he is very happy to be out of Milwaukee. Yes. A lot of tweets, a lot of little sly comments on podcasts that he's been on. And this is the Orioles were not the place that I thought he would go. No. But at that all. new ownership took action yeah, immediately. As, as soon as they bought the team, they're like, we're making a move. Yep. And we, they have a good deep rotation. We've talked yeah. about this. They didn't have a top of the line guy. And they're mm-hmm. hoping it would be Grayson Rodriguez, but you're hoping on like a second year pitcher yeah. who's gonna be an ace. And now you you get Burns. Burns and the upside of having two aces. Yeah. And you have a vet to kind of take yeah. where he was under his wing. I mean, I talk about it pretty much every episode. You have to have a guy like that. And, you know, Burns, perfect perfect guy for it. They have him, what, for a year, two years? Yeah, a year. Yeah. with And he's already talked about there might be a chance to re-sign with this new ownership, depending on what yeah. they do. If they get the young core locked up, he's very open to re-sign them. What there. I've heard with him on the re-signing, though, is it's the, like, him just saying, if they make the perfect deal, if they really yeah. open it up for us, which that doesn't really sound like he's cutting him any, like, I want to stay here type deal. Yeah, I mean... So there is a sense I think he wants to hit free agency. But yeah. if, the, if the Orioles are really determined, they have the opportunity. Yeah, I would say, because uh, a lot of people with these one-year deals, when they trade for them, there's not really a chance they re-sign, yeah. especially in a place like Baltimore. I'm Not a lot of people want to play in Baltimore. Yeah. I mean... It's kind of evident there. They don't get a lot of free agent signings. They're not really in the mix for a lot of them. I mean, all these players this offseason, have you heard heard the Orioles in any of the conversations? Yeah. So. And now we got, but now we got new ownership. Now you got yeah. Adley as the face of the team. Exactly. That might be changing now. Yeah, exactly. So that was, that was a big move. And, you know, what does this mean for the rest of the AL East? It tough. means the Yankees better go get snow no although I, I mean i'm excited to watch burns cole that yeah that, i mean that'll be fun i mean that'll be a that'll be a lot of fun to watch you have two of the best pitchers there but i mean boston they were a team that was possibly looking at them yeah they're obviously not doing anything this offseason nope. it's pretty evident i mean they have montgomery training in boston his wife is doing a residency in Boston. He's literally right there. Like, they may sign him eventually. Because, I mean, he may just call him, like, hey, I'm in Boston, just give me a deal. Yeah. But, I mean, come on. How is he not, how have they not signed him? I mean, I'm all for them not signing him. I mean, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, they're just not doing anything. Boston's so weird with what they're trying to do. Is They're yes. trying to be a mid-market team, and they should not be. No, they're a big market. They're talking about cutting costs, cutting payroll. I mean, they're the Boston Red Sox. Come yeah. on. I mean, you, then you have the Rays. The Rays are one of the best-run franchises in the league. Yeah, they, they do just keep it up. Do the most with less, probably with anybody in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only team really... There's the Yankees, and they they've got to get pitching because they are they don't have the best rotation in that. No matter if it's even if Carlos Rodon plays well, they they're still missing a guy. Yeah, I'd still take their rotation over Boston. Oh yeah, I'll take, take it over Boston. I wouldn't take it over. It's hit and miss between them yes. and Toronto. Yeah, it's definitely because they both have a lot of guys with upside. Yeah, and there's a lot of guys that are like yeah. Yeah. Uh. Tampa, I I really do think they're having injury problems and they've lost some guys. Yeah. I mean, I know they have the unlimited pool of players, but... Yeah, it, it's hit or miss with them, too. I mean, it depends really, on who's healthy, who's not. This is the most I've doubted their pitching. I'm not... Their offense is actually the most... Com, this is the most confidence I've had in their offense. Yeah. Uh, Which but, is surprising. Yeah. But their pitching is actually... It's not perfect. I can see the Yankees outdoing them. Yeah. Depend... It all depends on who pans out for the Yankees. Yes. The now, Orioles are the only one with a deep rotation, but I don't know that they have that the three top through, heavy. Yeah, three through five. Yeah. They're Yankees three through five, maybe a tad better. I was going to say I would take Baltimore's three through five. Or yeah, four, I, was, I would take Baltimore's four and five. Yeah, four and five probably, yeah. One and two might be kind of even, and I would take Stroman over. No, no, hold well, on. Well, Strowman's are yeah. three. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, Strowman okay, is a three yeah. over Baltimore. But then I remembered Baltimore's three is Grayson Rodriguez, not 
Yeah. I saw something. Kyle Bradish and Corbin Burns, if they'd been on the same team last year, would have been the ERA leaders in the American League for the second half of the year. So I forgot how I forgot that they had Kyle Bradish in there, yeah. basically, is what I'm saying. So Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how everything pans out. Especially because again, this division might be one of the toughest in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely shaping up that way right now. I had something else to say about the analyst, but I forgot it. So Oh, yeah, no. We gotta talk about the other side of this trade though. The Brewers. Oh, yeah. Brewers pitching is concerning me. I know yeah. they can kind of pull pitchers out of nowhere too, but that's been a lot of bullpen stuff for them, and they've mm-hmm. relied yeah. heavily on their top guys, and they've lost. I mean, Woodruff's not pitching this year, and he's a free agent too. Now you've lost Burns. Freddie Peralta is like the only guy left. I'm really concerned about their starting pitching, and they get D.L. Hall, a mid-level starter at best, and that's his upside, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's concerning, and that's what they need to rely on because they don't have the offense, right? It Their, their rotation is literally Freddie Peralta, Wade Miley, Colin Ray, Robert Gasser, Joe Ross, and then D.L. Hall, top six. One of those names is an MLB starter. Yeah. Maybe Wade Miley can do some good things. Mm-hmm. I mean, Colin Ray, Robert Gasser, Joe Ross are really guys that I've never seen play. And I watch a ton of baseball. Minor leagues too. So, like, that's saying something. That's tough. Yeah, I'm looking at their... Uh... On fan graphs, their projected lineup and projected bullpen. It's not too impressive. No. I do like... I don't think they got fleeced. I think they got a good return. Mm -hmm. It hurts them this year. But what they got is they got a controllable middle infielder. Yeah. I think he's got like six years something of control. That's how it basically works in MLB. And you got six years of control on a good starter. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, that's what you were going to get from anybody. Yeah. And you have the number two farm system in the league. Mm-hmm. So they are shaping up to be real trouble moving forward. That is for sure. I just don't expect much this year, you know, and the, the NL Central's up for grabs. Yeah, that's what but I'm saying. they're not grabbing. Yeah, I mean, it just depends. I mean, they're in that kind of weird stage are they rebuilding are they not rebuilding i mean we we talked about it right after right after the trade like are they rebuilding like "Ah, i think they still gotta get rid of one more guy to be officially in a rebuild but they're definitely they're on the verge they're kind of in they're the same boat boston was last year i think um just that middle yeah that middle ground but they've been in that middle ground it seems like for the last two years yeah again well i think cubs have been more in that middle ground yeah let's say cubs have been in the middle ground and then i think they really got there last year yeah but it was hard to see that they were there last year because they were winning the division yeah which i mean and they very well may win the division this year yeah i mean that division's it could be really good it could be really bad i mean this is going to be the toughest division yeah. To kind of predict what's going on and what the teams are doing. There are four teams with a lot of upside. Yeah. I mean, well, you got three. What's, what's the team that doesn't have upside? Pirates. I'm mean, a little higher on them than you are, but okay. yeah, I agree. But the Pirates have the fourth best farm system. And that's all I was going to say. They they have potential to be, maybe not next year, but they, they if, have upside, just yeah. not next year. I'm just season. thinking, like, if you're if you're a team... That has potential and upside, then I would like to see you having a better farm system than the teams in front of you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see a team in front of you on the standings and in the farm system ranking. Yeah. And that's what they're dealing with most of the time. Uh, that's my problem with them. Also, let me just look at their depth chart real quick. Uh, Henry Davis caught two innings last year, I believe, and he's slated to be their starting catcher. And I just, they're not, yeah, they're not turning it over to their youngsters yet, right? They, yeah. they signed Rowdy Telez. Brian Hayes still hasn't found the bat. I do. I'm really high on O'Neill Cruz. Mm-hmm. You and I are way higher than our viewers on O'Neill Cruz. Yes. It guy. might just be because we saw him play in person for you some. Did. I didn't. Oh, you didn't. You didn't get to I a never power saw game. Him. Oh no, I never. I never saw a power. Game. He. 
if he can get it to click, yeah. he is going to be extremely good. Yeah. I mean he I mean he's a rail. I mean he's six 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 eight somewhere around in there I think. Massive. He's not not real big, but he has so much power. Yeah. I mean I couldn't imagine like if he started you know getting built a little bit I couldn't imagine the power he could have. Yeah. My other problem with the pirates though is their rotation. It's supposed to be their number two is Martin Perez, who got kicked out of the, the Rangers top seven starting pitchers last year pretty much. Yeah. And Marco Gonzalez is their three, who got kicked out of like the top seven Mariners pitchers basically this year. That's your two three. Mm-hmm. And they had like Rowanzi Contreras was supposed to be the pitcher of the future. Trash year last year, and he's like their eighth pitcher on their death chart right now. So I think I have put some concerns there with what the Pirates are doing. That's besides the point. We're, we're talking about the Brewers, though. Yeah, we keep uh, keep getting off track talking about other things. I don't mind that, though. No. Get no. all the fan bases involved. Exactly. All right, we got any other news? I don't think so. I mean, we there has a, there's still kind of in that dead period Yeah. until the big start, big free agents start to fall. Which, when Boris yeah. stops holding uh, some yeah. free agents under hostage. Yeah. I mean, when, when are these guys going to sign? He'll, I mean, what, he'll wait until right before the season. But if I was one of his clients, right? Yeah. And, I mean, granted, they've all been in the league a good amount of time. But you would think that these guys would want to get in the clubhouse with their new teams as soon as possible. Are these big clubhouse guys? Right, Snell, Snell and Bellinger don't seem like big clubhouse guys to me. I think Bellinger kind of grew into that role last year, though. Yeah. Okay. After being humbled yeah. and DFA'd, I think he kind of... His ego kind of got dropped a little yeah. bit because you don't really okay. hear you don't hear a lot about him being not a good teammate. Yeah, uh, like some of these guys you do. Yeah, but with him you you don't really hear that from. Let's get a, let's get a list pulled up. My other my bigger concern with Bellinger is, and I've talked about this. It's on our TikTok. It's on. I talked about it on here. His journey, right when he came into the league and when he first said it, you know that rookie of the year, the MVP. He was just super powerful, super athletic, right? Mm-hmm. And then he had the soldier shoulder surgery. Now, before he had the shoulder surgery, right, the power, the athleticism, but he also swung and missed a lot. He didn't know the strike zone, that kind of stuff, right? He wasn't, yeah. like, the smartest hitter. And then he lost the power, and he also wasn't the smartest hitter. And you combine those things together, and he was trash. Yeah. And this year he came back, and he, you know, he still had the shoulder problems. He didn't have the mm-hmm. power, but he got really smart at the plate, identifying the strike zone, all that kind of stuff. My concern is for a hitter that relies so much on quality of contact, knowing the strike zone, understanding pitchers, timing, you need a lot of spring training at bats for that. Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't understand why some of these guys don't sign. I don't know if he's thinking about that, right? Does he have that confidence in himself? Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, one of Scott Boris guys signed. I mean, he's got uh, Royce Hoskins. Yeah. That so was, one of his clients. Yeah. I think Reese was kind of eager to get out there from the way I understood it. Yeah. When well, I heard his interview with MLB Network after he signed with the Brewers. He yeah. Was pretty, he was pretty antsy. Yeah. And, you know, sitting out a year. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at, by position here, some of the top names that aren't signed. You have Gary Sanchez. That's like the top free agent catcher. Yeah. Yeah. He's the top free agent catcher, which a lot of teams need need catchers. Pirates have been rumored with him a good bit. Yeah. I'll say I expect him to be somewhat signed. Uh, at least in talks here soon. Yeah. Where, like, it's known that he's talking. I mean, first base, C.J. Cron, yeah. uh, Brandon Belt, who's... Apparently a top ten first baseman. Yeah. Uh, John Manchoy. Yeah. It's a tough year. Eric Hosmer. Got cut like two times. Yeah. Luke Voigt. Yeah, okay. One that I'm kind of surprised, who may or may not sign, he may just kind of ride off. Joey Votto. Yeah. Can you imagine him playing for anybody but the Reds? No. Okay. He is to the Reds what Todd Helton was to the Rockies. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine him putting any other uniform on. No. Maybe if he wants to go home, play for Toronto. 
Is that even his home area of Canada, though? I don't think so. So, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's a weird one. He's been in the news a lot. He's yeah, he been has. posting a lot of pictures yeah, of he, he's visiting big, NHL. Big hockey guy. Yeah, he seems to be having fun. I don't think he's negotiating contracts. He's putting in work, though. He's putting yeah. in training videos. Yeah. Work, videos of him working out, videos of him hitting and stuff. Yeah. And the second baseman, Whit Merrifield. That's the best, like, middle infielder on the market. Yeah. Guy who made the All-Star game. Yeah. Tony Kemp, Colton Wong. Okay. Those, yeah. are, those are just the top. Those are just the two below him. Still got, I mean, not top-tier guys, but guys I would think would be at least signed. I mean, one got cut, the other played yeah. Brad for the Athletics. Had a 200 yeah. batting average. Uh, we got a... I, I saw a lot of teams were interested in Tony yeah. Kemp, and I saw nothing but their fan bases roasting their teams from going after him. So I mean, he's only 32. Yeah, he and he's still... had good years. He yeah. didn't have a good year this year. Yeah, I mean, you have good years, you have bad years. We have a former uh, World Series MVP in Amon Rosario. Rosario. There. He's young, too. 28. Okay. Had a yeah. 2.9 war last year. So not... He well, could be a good... How did he get a 2.9 war? Man. He could be a good pen, a bench piece for somebody. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tim Anderson. Yeah. One bad year again. Yeah. And, and he's 31. Yeah. Another young guy. Change of scenery. New locker room for him. Yeah. Maybe he can go to the Guardians. Now, third base. This is kind of where there, there's a bunch... And a real good one, too. Yeah, Matt Chapman. Yeah. Unsigned. It's a top 10. I mean, I know MLB Network didn't put him in the top 10. He, I'm he's saying he's yeah. a top 10. He's 31. You know what his war was? Like, four? Almost double that. 7.6. Last year? That's what it has on here. It may be career wars, but oh. they have a war in here at 7.6. Maybe his career high. doesn't specify. I don't know. Different websites use different types of war, too, though. That's true. This is MLB.com. One that I don't typically use, but it was the only one with a list like this. I mean, it shouldn't be that far. Yeah. Gio Urshula. I, th I thought, I he thought he was... be, I thought he'd be signed. Just because he's good. he showed some potential. He had he got hurt. Granted, he didn't uh didn't perform very well. He was a guy that we talked about in our on our rankings that he got trashed for talking for being on there. No, I got trashed for saying that he was the second best third base free agent. Yes, that's what it was. No, I didn't say second. I said you said third. one of the top third. It yeah. was after Jamie Candelario and Chapman. Yeah. Because he's which, got what is he, thirty? And he's hit well. He's thirty two. Thirty two? Yeah, he's thirty two. But continue on to the other free agents here. They are not thirty two. No. Next one Josh Donaldson, thirty eight. He's not getting signed. I do not think he's getting a contract. Evan Longoria, 38, again. What did he do? Play once every three games for defense for the Diamondbacks? Yeah. Eduardo Escobar, 35. Got basically cut by the Mets, did he not? Or was it just traded yeah. for nothing? I I, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so a lot, a lot of third basemen still there. And a lot of teams need third basemen. Yeah. The other one, Justin Turner, which mm -hmm. apparently people are way higher on Turner than I am. Yeah. Because he's also like 38. Yeah. He, he and Donaldson Justin, are very similar in my opinion. Yeah, or Justin Turner's 39. 39, yeah. 39. But he is signed. But I'm just saying. Yeah. Over Gio or Shell, I would take Gio over the 39-year-old. Oh, yeah. Then the outfielders, left field, you got Tommy Pham, David Peralta. I would take A bunch of older guys, but still Pham, still got some time, yeah. some good years left. Pham's older life. than I remember because just how long he's been in the MLB. But still, 34 for like a one or two year contract. It's not yeah. bad. Yeah, and then and a lot of these guys who signed before them kind of blow my mind too. Uh because you have Tommy Pham, David Peralta, Michael Brantley. Or well Brantley retired. Oh he, he did? Was, yes. Oh yeah, he did retire. We didn't talk about that. He okay. caught I he, may have seen that and I just totally yeah. forgot. Yeah, he hung it up. Yeah. One of the sweetest swings in baseball. Yeah. And then you got Joey Gallo who signed for Washington. On a one-year deal. Yeah. And then he got Jackson, uh, or Jarkson, uh, pro far. I'm shocked that he doesn't get more chances because he had that one really good mm -hmm. season, and now it seems like nobody believes in him again. That's, yeah. I've, I've wondered about him a lot. Yeah, and then, you know, so you got Bellinger, Michael Taylor, Adam Duvall. Duvall should get a chance somewhere, you would think. 
Yeah, he's a little older, so I can kind of okay. see the hesitation. I can kind of see why he's not signed yet, but he, I think he should be a guy that, to get signed. You need an average outfielder with outside yeah. on the bat. Yeah. Will Myers. Did I mean, he get signed? Did, did he even play last year? Did he play last year? I don't remember. If he did, he did. Was play. that the year? He was on a team, he did that was That was the year he was on the Reds and then got DFA'd. Oh, yeah. He did start with the Reds. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we got tons of guys. DHs, tons of DHs out available still. JD Martinez still is assigned. That's one I would want. I'd JD Martinez. Big JD Martinez. Yeah, he's a guy I'd want. Jorge Soler, another big Jorge Soler fan. Yeah, another Soler's guy. He's not even that old. No, also, he's thirty-two. Down the stretch, first off, his career postseason batting average is over three hundred. He's a power hitter. Yeah. yeah. And like he's super clutch. Super clutch and led the league in home runs for a year. In Kansas City. Exactly, yeah. Not even that old. Yeah, 32. Offensive leader of the Marlins last year. Like, not even, like, coming off a bad year. Yeah, still not signed. Hit over 300, like, the last two months of the season. Jesse Winker. Guy who's kind of fallen off. But still, a guy that's only 30. You could see, I would would think he'd get a chance. Yeah. Then we have two uh, former Mets and... Daniel Vogelback and Darren Ruff. Darren Ruff DFA'd. Probably not going to get another chance somewhere. Yeah. Rowdy, Telez, and Vogelback are similar. Mm-hmm. Um, Telez is getting his chance in Pittsburgh. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. But, I mean, tons of guys yeah. that need signed. Tons of guys that have already been signed that you would think other guys would sign. These just, other guys would sign first. got to think a lot of them are not going to be signed. Yeah, I mean, you got to think Snell, Chapman, and Bellinger are gonna end up somewhere, right? Those guys, JD Martinez. Yeah, I mean, you would, you kind of these guys have to. Oh yeah, and then I didn't even get to start catchers. Blake Snell, mm-hmm. Jordan Montgomery, Clayton Kershaw. That's pretty. Kershaw's much. gonna miss half a year. Yeah, so, so I can see him just not signing until he's getting ready to play, unless he's just, unless he gets a deal done with. Well, LA. he just sits out a year. Which that uh, he's thirty six. Could you? But, like, Verlander did that and worked out. Pitchers I go guess, old. I guess that's true. Verlander's older than him and sat is, out a year. That is true. Came back and won a Cy Young. Totally forgot about that. And then you got Woodruff, again, not going to pitch this year. Yeah, also in similar build. So he's probably yeah, not going to get signed. Nah, he's done. I mean, if somebody wants to, like, go ahead and secure the bag, though, yeah. for a pitcher for next year. But I guess teams might not be fully convinced of what they're doing next year, though. Yeah, Michael Lorenzen is not signed. Mike Clevenger. What do you want Lorenzen to do? Play the outfielder pitch? Yeah. Zach Granke. He hanging it up yet. He should. He's 40. He's, he's out there. He's, yeah. he's still one of the Royals' better pitchers. Oh, here we go. Corey Kluber, my favorite pitcher. Jeez. Oh, still not over that. Johnny Cueto. I'm surprised he's 38. I was I was thinking he was close. He was 40, 41. Yeah, he feels like he's been around forever. We've been watching him our whole lives. Yeah. Noah Syndergaard. He's, he's 31. Apparently, he's throwing mid-90s again. Do you think he can get back to a serviceable starter? If he's throwing mid-90s, yeah. That's his big thing. He was struggling. He was like low 90s. Struggling I mean, to get there. That was his big thing. He couldn't get past anybody. Everybody's making contact with everything. Yeah. If he's got some electricity back, then why not? You know he wants it. Yeah. He said he would trade his hypothetical kid to have it back. Oh, I didn't realize Madison Bumgarner was only 33. No way. Yeah. That, that, according to MLB, he's only 33. Dude looks like he's been 40 for 10 years. I know. That's That's I wild. Mean, he's not getting signed either, right? You got to think that. Mm-hmm. Oh, 30. No, okay, he's 30, 34. I mean, it's still the same. Yeah, but still, I don't know. Do you think a team? Do you think a team gives him a chance? No, I don't think no, so. No, you know, I'm kind of in that same boat. It's I. I saw a bunch of other guys above him who I would give a chance first. Oh yeah, I would think. I mean, he's definitely lower on the list. But and if you get to a point in the season where you need another arm, I would go to. I feel like I would call some other people. I would call Cueto first, right? Yeah, I would prob- I probably would too. I mean, he's pitched better in the majors recently. Yeah. Yeah, then there's a tons and tons of relief 
relief pitchers too. But I mean, relief, relief pitchers are kind of a revolving door. I'm not too worried about the relief guys. It is weird how you can just fall out of favor with the league and just be gone so quick. Yeah, I mean, that's happened with a lot of people. Yeah, and it's it makes sense because you want to go young. Mm -hmm. and if there's openings, you want to do that. And if it's an average player, then why bring back an average player? Yeah. So you can get an average player anywhere else. So I do understand why a lot of these guys are here, but there's just a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily... I mean, if it was all, like, older guys, I could have kind of understand. But a lot of these guys are still young. Yeah. And it's a lot of stars still. It's just, it just blows my mind that these guys haven't started to fall yet. I mean, we we were talking, oh, it's going to be after Otani. Yeah. Once he signs, then these guys will start falling to figure out kind of what the value is. Then he signed. Then Yamamoto. then Yamamoto signed. And it's like, okay, these guys are going to start falling eventually. And then Royce Hoskins signed. I'm like, okay, that might have been the first, you know, the first uh, stone to fall. And then it's going to start snowballing. There, who is the next biggest guy outside of? Jock Peterson yeah. got a one-year deal. Yeah. They've just been random yeah, here and there. Yeah. I mean, um, outside of the two big, big guys like that, has Royce Hoskins been the biggest signing? Uh, you know, you got the Yankees. Oh, for um, what's his name? Pitcher. Oh yeah, Strowman. Yeah, yeah. Been... I mean, yeah. I mean, I would kind of put that in the same tier. I would put that above Hoskins. Mm, I'm a little higher on Hoskins than you are. Yeah, I mean, he but... was a borderline top ten-ish for first base. Yeah, and yeah, and you're looking at a, a three guy for the Yankees. So yeah. it's kind of kind of same ballpark, maybe a little above. But yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, ho yeah. Hopefully, one of these days we'll have an episode where we're just talking about all these signings and we're trying to figure out what it means for, for the league. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm the more I talk about this, the more I'm looking. We jumped around between so many teams in our early discussion. I'm yeah. really excited for like division previews now. Yeah, especially, and we've been kind of holding off on it because you wanted to start a couple. I was thinking last week. Yeah, I was like, you, I was like, yeah, hey, let's hold off to see. You had mentioned it, I think, probably two or three episodes ago about when do we when, yeah, to... when do we want to start getting it together. So I was like, ah, hey, let's wait till free agents start falling because as soon you know, as soon as we start doing it, yeah, there are going to be signings that are going to completely, completely change our, completely change the outlook of the division. So this this is going to be one of the harder years to do those breakdowns. Yeah, just because that's there's so why many... I'm so excited to do it. Though. Yeah. So excited to pull up the roster side by side and look at you know okay this is their strength these are yeah. their weaknesses. And then, now, I got I got one more thing I need to talk about real quick. I just thought of this because I saw a video on Baseball Reference. Have you seen the quote from Mookie Betts? I don't think so. He said, "When teams play us, it's gonna be like their World Series every game," which. Like, not entirely wrong, but it's this is really. also going to haunt the Dodgers every single time they lose. Yes, it will. I, I can just see the social media posts now just being like, yo, we won our World Series every single time the Dodgers lose. Yeah. Now, I can see more towards their division, that statement being kind of aimed at. Now, every team, I don't, I don't think so. He's making it, he's making himself out to be the team that everybody else has to look up to. Yeah. And everybody knows that's true. You don't have to say it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But. So I thought it was just a statement. Like, it's a statement of fact, but it's a statement you don't need to make, and I can't see it having any good implications. It's going to be used against them. I'm just. Yeah. I mean, I'm just warning now of what we're going to see on social media throughout the season, some probably. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't wait. I'm not a big fan of the Dodgers anyway. So, I mean, that just kind of adds fuel to the fire for a lot of teams. Yep. But. I can just hear the managers now before every game. All right, guys, let's go win the World yeah, Series. Yeah, I mean, every single game. I don't. I'm not a big fan of people putting stuff out there as like bulletin board material, and especially kind of this early on. Which I mean, if you wanted to like say, uh, I don't, I don't even know really what you would. What, what was the context in the statement? Do you know? I don't know. I'll send you the video later. But yeah, but I mean. I don't know. He, he was basically just saying how every team is going to have a target on their back when they play the Dodgers. Like, they're going to just be... Like, but, I mean, it's going to be their biggest game of the season playing the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, the Dodgers kind of have a target on their back anyway. Yes. 
I mean, and they've had it for as long as I can remember. I mean, they're the Dodgers. Yeah. I mean, now same, more than ever. Though. Yeah, now more than ever. But yeah, I mean, there's multiple teams that could kind of, you can kind of say that about. I mean, the Yankees always have a target on their yep. back. The Cardinals had that target for a while. Yeah. Um, I mean, and then every team coming off World yeah. Series, you yeah. know, the, the you know the Cubs had that hot stretch. Yeah. The Giants were in that hot yeah. stretch. And the all, Royals were in that hot stretch. Yeah, I mean, in all these historical teams, kind of, I mean, a lot of these teams kind of live to beat, beat certain teams. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm a big fan of Mookie Betts, though, so it's kind of hard for me to criticize him. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just ready to see. Yeah, I'm just where ready. that goes, though. Yeah, I'm ready for for baseball. I mean, we oh, yeah. we got. What is it, a week, week and a half till pitchers and catchers report? Yeah, pretty close to it. Yeah, because I, I saw a clip today. Spring training starts what a month. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like thirty-two days, something like that. I can't remember the day it's count, but coming. roughly a roughly a month. Yeah, baseball's coming. It's coming quick. I feel like we just had our con our uh, episode on the World Series. Yeah, college has started. Yeah, college baseball started. Chase Burns looking uh looking like one of the top MLB prospects coming in. Yeah. For uh, Wake Forest now, transferred from Tennessee, throwing about 102 already again. So that's probably the next uh, next Spencer Strider coming to the MLB. So teams are going to yeah. be excited to see that. Yeah, um, college baseball is really exciting. Yeah, don't get to go to a lot of games because kind of my busy period of the year. And but we don't exactly live in a yeah good middle ground area for that. Yeah, I mean, we can we can go see some low level baseball. You know, low-level college ball, which is still it's still pretty good in the area. It's yeah. I mean, but yeah, we'll have to drive three hours to go to a high high-level Big Twelve game. Yeah, it's also what we'd have to drive to go to a Reds game, and if it came to one of the two, yeah, I'd rather see yeah, Ellie Daily Cruz personally. Yeah, then uh, what is it, JJ uh, Weatherwolf for WVU? Not a clue of a single guy in WVU's roster right now. It, it, he'll be an MLB player. Okay. Uh, he'll, um, he, I think he won almost a bunch of awards last year. I think he hit like over 400 for the year. He'll be an MLB player. Win, not sure, but he should play pretty. West Virginia's had some good, uh, yeah, they've had some, yeah, players coming they've had some MLB good players. So, yeah, exciting stuff. Yeah. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We will see you guys next week.